How confident do you feel about hitting your goals this year? Today, we're going to be discussing not only how you can set up your habits to hit your financial goals, but also any health goals you're trying to knock out this year. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. I believe there's a lot of overlap between fitness and finances. Not only are these two of the most popular goals people have every year in terms of trying to improve them, they're also the ones that people struggle with and quit before they get to their goal. Years ago, when we were starting to pay off our debt and make some progress with building up our savings, I was thinking about a lot of the parallels between the two. Even though we're talking about different outcomes, the tools that we need to get to our goals to reach them are the same. Many times we have to change our mindset, we have to adapt and adjust our habits, we also have to put in place some kind of system so that we're consistently working towards our goals. I thought this episode would be really interesting because we're going to be seeing how we can do both. How can we build our finances and get a little bit healthier this year? Which is why I'm glad Billy Hoffacker is here on the show. Not only has Billy and his family paid off over $100,000 of non-mortgage debt in under five years. He's also a gym owner and coach and the author of Fitness Profits, a simple plan for achieving financial freedom. So he has a pretty good idea of how to encourage and help others reach both their fitness and financial goals. In this episode, we're going to get into how Billy slipped into debt, but then how he used habits from his fitness to climb out of it. Then we'll talk about how to stick with your goals, even when you're not motivated, because there are going to be times when that happens. And then how to develop habits and systems to help you improve your finances and your health this year. Are you ready? Let's get started. Yeah, things were going well. I was a young guy. I was married to my lovely, beautiful uh, wife, which I still am. Just hit 13 years, and we were about to start a yeah. Thanks about to start a family, and I was doing what I loved. I was helping people transform Mm -hmm. their bodies and lives through personal training. I thought I was just doing what I was supposed to do. I and and then that one day, my life changed. L, I was getting ready for Mm -hmm. work. It was seven something in the morning, knock on the door, which was a little weird, nice and early. I opened the door and to my surprise, there was this big, big muscle bound dude standing on my stoop with tattoos all over his neck, uh, shaved head, thick goatee. And it turned out to be a really nice guy, by the way, but it makes the story better. As I looked (laughs) past him, there was my, my, not my Lamborghini, not even my Mercedes, (laughs) but my brand new white Honda Accord was hooked up to his tow truck and man, what a utter embarrassment and shame and uh, all types of emotions, roller coaster of emotions. But that's 
where it started for me. We dug in and we discovered that we were we were $130,000 in non-mortgage <laughs> debt. That, that sounds crazy. You know why it sounds crazy? Because yeah. it is, and it is a lot. It was a huge hole. I will say a lot of that wasn't high interest debt. It was still debt. It was mm -hmm. debt. It wasn't mortgage debt. It was in addition to the mortgage. And it, it was it was a real wake-up call. A lot of people ask me, like, how did you know how did that happen? It's actually hard to bring myself back there. I'm like a different person. I really am. Mm -hmm. I, just, I can't imagine that I got into that position. And the easiest way to describe it, it's like we talk about the parallels with fitness, which here's one mm -hmm. of them. It doesn't happen overnight. I did not get into $130,000 of debt overnight. It happened yeah. with that first swipe that first time. And just like it's not the one Twinkie that's going to put you overweight, right? It's just those small decisions. Mm -hmm that we can make over time. Most people, they don't, you know, they don't gain a ton of weight in a short term. We work with a lot of older people at the gym and a lot of them have never worked out and they just find themselves, you know, they went through their whole, you know, life raising kids and everything. And they never really had a major concern for their health. Thankfully, I was a little bit on the younger side and mm -hmm. that was helpful for me. I think so many can, people can relate to that. I know for us, when we got engaged, we talked to some friends that were happily married for years and we wanted their advice. And they told us, you know, have you talked about money yet? At that time we met in college. So we're both broke college kids. This shouldn't be hard. And we realized, oh, we completely are not on the same page. And I specifically remember I couldn't give him the exact Dead. It was a mix of a small amount of credit cards, car loan, and then the student loan. So I totally get what you're saying about not exactly knowing the amount, not being aware of it. Mm. When you talked with your wife about this, how was that initial conversation? Because, you know, your car is leaving. Yeah. So I am, I think I'm okay saying this. I, I am generally more uh, calm than her when it comes to things like that. Mm. And a uh, quick example of that, we were married and uh, she worked in Manhattan. I'm like 45 mm -hmm. minutes from Manhattan. I actually picked her up Manhattan to go on a trip and I, parked down on the ground level. I went up to her office and, you know, said hello to her coworkers and go come back out and the car's gone. And we're about to head for like a little vacation. And I, I look up and I see right there, it says like trucks only or something I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, so that was the first sign I, where I, where I realized we were very different. She mm -hmm. uh, completely uh, panicked. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? <laughs> and I just like, like without missing a beat, I said, we got to find out where the car is. You know, I was like, it's a, that's the only thing I can think. That's the way my mind works very practically. And, and that, mm -hmm. that's similar how it was here. And I don't blame her. I mean, she had mm -hmm. every right to feel very stressed, very discouraged and mm -hmm. scared. I guess, I mean, can you imagine? I, I can't even imagine, even though I went through it, you know, she's married to this this guy who's supposed to take care of her. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the guy that's, that she can trust it to support her. And, and all of a sudden and the car has gone. And yeah, that was a difficult time. Yeah. So I, I can understand different personalities. My husband and I, I think we each have moments where one of us is just like, we'll work this through. This would be fine. And then the other one is this is too stressful for me. And mm -hmm. it's different what triggers us. It's always fascinating. Couples are like that. But yeah. So when you were at that point, what was your first thought or goal about fixing this? Were you, I mean, was it immediately, we just have to take care of this one piece of this, getting the car back? 
Or did you think, okay, this is a symptom of a bigger thing. Let's take a step back and look at the whole picture. That's a, that, that's a really good question. I, I, I don't know that I thought of it that way, but I mm-hmm. would say that it was a little bit of a combination, but, okay. but I definitely had the bigger picture in mind. I remember thinking <laughs> that this is it. Like mm-hmm. this is going to change. If there's any strengths that I have, and I have a lot of weaknesses, uh, one of the strengths I have is I've always been in different areas, not in finance, mm-hmm. but I've always been pretty determined to do something. Like when I put my mind to it, like I was mm-hmm. really into sports growing up. I was the kid that was getting up before school to practice and yeah. I really put my mind to it. So I, I just remember thinking that this is it. I'm going to do whatever it takes. We're going to find out how to do this and, and, and go from there. The crazy thing was, and the em- embarrassing mm-hmm. and crazy was that when the car was repossessed, things were bad. Yes, of course, but the car didn't need to get repossessed. That was more due to just complete disorganization. Because oh. I remember we needed to come up with some money to get the car out of out of uh, yeah, the the place where they where they put it. But you know, and, and, and we were able to. And so it was like we had to pay more money than ever because now we had to pay all these fees. So that was a real like kick to the gut because we're already struggling now. And and I'm sure people listening can relate. It's like when, you know, you're already kind of feeling like you're hitting rock bottom and you're getting pushed down further. It sucked. I can't, I can't sugarcoat Mm -hmm. it, Uh, but we had the money. We were able to pull it from somewhere and get the car. So we had the money to get the car out. We had the money to make those payments or at least one of the payments. I didn't even know that that was like a a possibility. You would think Mm -hmm. that, you know, I would be like worried the car is going to get taken, but it wasn't even a thought in my mind. It was just like, all of a sudden the guy's on the stoop. And that just shows you how much we were sweeping the dirt under the floor. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. And I think a lot of people can too. This past year and a half, it's going to be almost two years, have dealt with different things. And even if you were financially set in terms of savings, there's still a lot of uncertainty, stress. I noticed that a lot of families in our community talked about, they felt it with their finances and quite honestly, like fitness stress. They wanted to work out. They didn't have time. They just kind of felt like, I guess you can say, physically disorganized with Mm -hmm. things. Now they're working from home. Now they got to create this space and now there's no boundaries. So they're starting out this year. Like I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. They have big goals. I want to get healthy and I want to get financially fit. Sadly, the majority of the time after a, a month or two, it kind of fizzles out from your side, since you've seen both, what are some of the mistakes or habits or the hurdles that people face with this. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's good. Like we said mm-hmm. before, there's so many parallels. I would like to point out if you'll mm-hmm. let me later on, even yeah. uh, there's one big difference. There's more than one, but there's one big difference between the two that I find just completely fascinating that, that I'll share, but that's just a teaser. So if anybody's planning on yeah. uh, to stop <laughs> listening, you're going to have to keep listening like to, to the hear, end <laughs> to hear that. Yeah. But as far as the hurdles that are common between mm-hmm. the fitness and the finance side is uh, people, they get excited. And I think a lot of times we base it too much off of our feelings. Mm -hmm. So we'll say, you know, I don't feel like getting up and I'm not trying to sound like I have it all together because I can have the same issue, but I'll I'll give you a good example. Like this morning I was up at 445 to work out at five. Mm -hmm. And did I really feel like it? I'll tell you that it would have been much nicer to stay in bed a little bit longer. I think when we just base it off how we're feeling, that works in the beginning because you kind of feel Mm -hmm. excited. Maybe you're seeing some initial changes. Yeah. And And with both fitness and finance, 
both of them, you tend to see some initial mm -hmm. changes. Like it may not be a huge weight loss or you might not become a millionaire right away, but you're going to start seeing things change. You're going to start seeing maybe a little less money spent or a little more saved, or you're going to start seeing mm -hmm. maybe a little more energy, a little more clothes feeling better. This is normal. So as you're listening, just remember that it's normal. It is not normal to go a on a straight line to success. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to tell people it's mm -hmm. never happened. It's interesting. Like we all think like we're going to be the first person that we just start something. We never have any problems. And then we all, we get to the top of the mountain. That's just not how it works. You talk to anybody. So you've had tons of guests and mm -hmm. I've had tons of guests and tons of, of successful clients. They all have had the hurdle. So I think it's preparing ourselves that there are going to be these problems and these hiccups. It's not mm -hmm. about being perfect. It's giving ourselves grace and it's just being consistent most of the time. Mm -hmm. So ra rather than just basing things off of, you know, how, how I feel today, I don't feel like doing my budget. I don't feel like working out. It's that's just the person that I am. I'm the type of person mm -hmm. that organizes my finances, even when I don't feel like it. I'm the type of person that gets up in the morning, even when yeah. I don't feel like it, because until we can create that identity with ourselves, I know that probably leads to other thoughts. Like, how do we do that? There's a lot of things that you've touched upon that I find interesting, especially in terms of like mindset and, and having those habits. And it doesn't have to be dramatic. I know there's this desire to have dramatic results. If you're someone who doesn't work out or haven't had time to, then you're saying, oh, I'm going to work out like one hour, five times a week. You're setting yourself up for failure. You saw my, my little setup here. This is out of necessity. I get up at five and Great. I get my coffee. I, I do my reading in, in the morning to kind of mentally set myself. And then before I start work, I, I trick myself. I tell myself every morning, 10 minutes with the kettlebells. It doesn't usually doesn't end, you know, 10 minutes, but just to say at yeah. least do 10 minutes, get that started. And I've noticed a, a difference those days where I keep it. I feel better. Like you have already had a win for the day. So it's yeah. all connected with the, the mindset. I want to talk to you about that a little bit more. How were you either on the financial side or with fitness how do you get those habits? How do you build that mindset little by little? Because I know willpower will only get you so far. Like you said, there's some days where you just don't want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think what was interesting for me was that I, I kind of had that dialed in. I, I was a competitive martial artist and I was an athlete growing up. So I, I kind of had that dialed in with the, with the fitness side. And it's kind of frustrating. It's like, why can't I be like this in this other area? The truth was I was able to. So that's the, just encouragement for everybody is that you 100% can do it. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of just using those same skills in one area because everybody's good at something, right? Nobody's mm -hmm. listening. Like you're either a good parent or you're good in business or you're good with your fitness or you're good with your finances. So it's just kind of using those same uh, skills and learning mm -hmm. them in a new area. Yeah. And also being willing to get some help because there's somebody mm -hmm. that can help you. There's somebody like you, there's somebody like myself, there's somebody out there. It could be a book. It could be coaching, whatever it is. That is powerful because now you're going to mm -hmm. get somebody else's insight, somebody else's guidance, somebody else's accountability. We all just do better when we're together rather than trying to do it on our own. That's one of the hurdles that I didn't get to is that we try to go it alone. Mm -hmm. You said, what, what can you do to make it easier when you don't feel like it? What if you had somebody that was meeting you 
that you cared about. You actually cared mm-hmm. what they thought of you and they were going to meet you. It could be a personal trainer that you pay for, or it could be a financial coach that you pay for, or it could be a friend that you're going to, mm-hmm. it could be going for a walk. It could be a spouse. It could be a child going for a bike ride, but somebody's depending on you to be there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say there's a dramatic increase in the chance that, that you'll show up. One of the, I'll give a couple of book references. One is atomic mm-hmm. habits and the other oh, is, yeah. uh, is the slight edge, which uh, both of those kind of point to the idea of the little things and talking about habits. And there's tons of good books, but th- th- those two have uh, a lot of uh, practical uh, tips. One of them from atomic habits is when it's something that you want to do to make it easy. Mm-hmm. So here's an example. I shared my example, got up today at 445. So what I did was I laid every single thing out that I needed. I went mm-hmm. everything from my clothes to my shoes, to the the, the cup that I'm going to use for my water, like everything. So that when I got up, there wouldn't be any excuses. Oh, I can't find my socks. You know what? I'm going back to bed. <laughs> uh, so you just, you just yep. do the, you just, you just make it as doable as possible. And the opposite is true. If you want to avoid doing something, mm-hmm. then you make it hard. So, so you make it hard to do the thing that you don't want to do. So when it comes to yeah. fitness or health, if you want to avoid eating chips, willpower is overrated. Like you said, it only goes mm-hmm. so far. But if I come home after a stressful day and there's a bag of Doritos on the table, guess what's going to happen? I don't care how much willpower I have. I'm going to crush that bag of Doritos. Whereas what would happen if there was a bowl of apples on the table when I, I, would, I would just as easily eat the apple because I'm making the thing that's that I don't want to do. I'm making it hard and I'm making the thing that I want to do. I'm making it easy. And when it comes to finances, it's the same thing. Like I know mm-hmm. you specialize in working with couples yeah. and that's one thing that we do is we try to make it simple and easy for us to work on our finances one of them is we do a monthly date where we talk about these yeah. things and we try to you know make it do it. We make it more realistic by we put it in the calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it's not in the calendar, it's not going to happen. So we make sure that we put it there. We make sure that we do it when we're not exhausted. We make sure mm-hmm. that we prioritize it. We try to make maybe we'll do it over a glass of wine or something to make it more enjoyable. Because, yeah, if you're going to mm-hmm. constantly there's something to the fact of we just got to do hard stuff and it's good mm-hmm. for us. At the same time, if we're constantly just doing all these hard things and never enjoying anything, it's, it's going to be hard to maintain. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I talk a lot on the podcast about those money dates. And for us, it's awesome. It's just a good rhythm. We're parents to two kids. The schedule gets full very quickly, but it's nice mm-hmm. to set aside time. I think initially everyone's kind of getting used to it. That how do you talk about it and plan for it? But now it just, it feels easier. We automate so much mm-hmm. the bill payments, the transfers, you know, the investments. Mm-hmm. Now we can actually talk about the goals. Are we going on vacation the next winter break? Or are we going to be setting aside money for a house project or upgrading the, the basement office? Those little changes definitely add up. So many things I want to talk about, but I do want to talk about Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I did Taekwondo for a few years got my black belt as well. I think there's also a parallel there, which is some people feel like they got to get everything right in the beginning. They'll see on television or you do MMA or, or part of a gym that does that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've, okay. had, I've had two fights and, and I uh, have been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a long time. 
Yeah. And, and same thing, like sometimes people will see those stories wherever they, you know, catch their news where someone's retired in five years or someone's, you know, done this and they see the end result. And so they immediately want to jump in there. When you're a white belt, I don't know the belt progression with Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're really on the fundamentals. You may not even see the connection with the more advanced techniques, but you can't do those things until you get the foundation. What do you consider kind of the foundations for you as you were becoming debt-free? And then also with fitness for those that are also trying to get back into better um, healthy habits. Yeah, I think even going back to some of your other questions about the roadblocks or the hurdles, I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we, we, we overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. Like Bra- Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I can't remember the quote. I'm not going to do it justice, but it can be so complex. And a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of things are like that. Like boxing is like that, right? It's mm-hmm. like boxing is probably a better example because you got a few punches, right? You have a jab, a hook, a cross, an uppercut, you know, maybe some others, stuff like that. But it's like the sweet science. Like there's also so many different ways to do it and so many ways mm-hmm. to put it together where the, the, the fundamentals are just, just getting better and better at the basics. That's going to be the, the number one thing for all of us. A lot of us are mm-hmm. looking for the new plan. Maybe mm-hmm. if I read this, this new book that I heard about, I'll find like the real secret. Or maybe if I listen to this podcast episode, I'll find out like the trick to mm-hmm. get my money situation right. Or I'll find the, the diet that can help me to drop weight quickly or the, the insane exercise program. I, I'm a huge believer in the fundamentals. The, the same thing with jujitsu. It's like, first, mm-hmm. you got to learn the position. There's a saying that says position before submission. And it's just learning mm-hmm. proper position. What's the posture that I need to learn and practice mm-hmm. so that I can defend myself. I can protect myself. That's the first step. I want to survive. If we can kind of compare that to finances, it's some of these basic things that everybody talks about. What's my current situation? Where am I at? We call it doing an inventory. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a net worth score, or maybe it's credit, or maybe it's your savings rate, or maybe it's your debt, how much you have. That's the basics. How many people, they just don't even know, myself included. I didn't know the answers to those. I didn't know the yeah. answers to any of those questions. So for me to like start with some you know mm-hmm. crazy plan, it just wouldn't have made sense. I have to get the mm-hmm. basics. So once I have the basics, I know how to defend myself. I can start, you know, getting a little bit more on the offense, you know? So I guess with finances, you have the defensive things, right? Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you have your insurance in place. Make sure if you have loved ones, you want to have that life insurance. You want to make yeah. sure you're, you're prevent, you're preventing like a catastrophic situation from, you know, from really ruining you. You get some of those things in place, and you can start, you know, playing more offense, you know, you might be yeah. looking at your, your, your income and, and, and mm-hmm. where that's going, you know, and, and what your goals are setting goals is another huge one for a foundational principle, yeah. whether it's fitness, there's like two schools of thought there. There's one school of thought that goals are overrated. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, I do see the, I'm a big goal setter. So I'll just get that out of the way, but mm-hmm. there is some truth to, if you're, if you're so focused on a goal sometimes it can, it can be counterproductive because we've all seen people that my goal is, I had a guy like this. My (laughs) goal is to get out of debt and then they get out of debt and they don't handle it correctly from there. And then they end up going back into debt because they didn't really secure those habits. They didn't secure that identity. And same thing with fitness. Like my scariest client is the one that says, I just uh, have a wedding coming up or I have a vacation coming up. And Mm -hmm. I just need to lose 10 pounds for the vacation. 
And all I could think of is, yeah. And then what happens after the vacation, right? Cause that's, that's where your sole focus other school of thought is you just need to work on the things like just do the habits. Don't even set a goal. Mm-hmm. Just start, just start tracking your spending, start doing a budget, start. And eventually you'll mm-hmm. get there. I think both points have some good in them. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe in both. I think it's good to set goals. I just think you need to be hyper aware that once you set a goal, you can be very intentional, very focused. Mm-hmm. Once you hit that goal and I've made this mistake is you forget to celebrate and you just think about the next thing and then you never get the real joy out of it because it's always about the next goal. It's finding that balance of setting a goal, Mm -hmm. working towards it, enjoying the journey because success is the journey, not the destination. You are successful when you start doing those habits. And when Elle gets up at five in the morning mm-hmm. to do her kettlebell workout, she's successful. I don't care if she's mm-hmm. at her goal in, in how much she wants to lift or anything like that. She's mm-hmm. successful because she's taking those steps, just like you're successful when you're doing your money dates and when yeah. you're doing your, we call it a spending plan or when you're tracking your spending, you are successful learning that pattern of setting a goal, celebrating, and then mm-hmm. setting a new goal. It's an interesting um, kind of balance there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I feel like we can keep going on about this, but I am curious because you've mentioned, we talked about the parallels between the two of finances and fitness. What is that difference that you've noticed? Yeah. So I, when I told, I told you the one, (laughs) and then I thought of another one, you actually Mm -hmm. triggered the thought when you said about Mm -hmm. automation, Mm -hmm. I would say that this is just a slight difference that I thought, because I think you can Mm -hmm. automate certain things in each area it's probably a little bit more difficult to automate the fitness. I just feel like with finances, you can set up your automatic transfers. You can set up Mm -hmm. your automatic payments with fitness. There's nothing that's going to be able to get you (laughs) out of that bed and into that, into that gym. But that's not the one I was uh, mentioning before this one. I don't know what it is about this. I just find it like so fascinating. It's that when someone's working out, Mm -hmm. you generally can tell like the average person who has a healthy lifestyle, they kind of look the part, right? That guy probably works out. He's got some muscular arms or, or, or that woman probably works out. She's you know pretty lean or she looks strong where with finances, when yeah. you look at somebody, <laughs> you really can't tell. In fact, it's almost the reverse. The person mm-hmm. who looks like they're successful financially usually isn't as much because by the very definition, we, we look at people who are doing a lot of things. They're going on a lot of Mm -hmm. vacations. They have like a lot of nice cars and a big house. So it looks like they have a lot of money, but in fact, just by the, them having those things, they have less money because they had to pay for those things. Mm -hmm. Whereas the person who maybe it's like the millionaire next door, maybe they don't go on a lot of vacations and they may be way wealthier than that other person. So you really can't see uh, how somebody is doing financially. Of course, yeah. you really know them, you might get mm-hmm. an idea, but I just find that so interesting. Yeah, it, it, it is fascinating because it just changes your perspective about things. Just like with health and fitness, it's about a balance. You have four kids, you're a father of four. Or- I'm a father of four, but I have to mention, we also have a dog. Mm-hmm. We just got a dog. Oh, whew. okay. So you have a full house. So it's yep. it's all about that balance. It's getting fit. Yes. Your own health, but also so you can live a better life, a happier life. It's yeah. good about getting your finances in a good spot, but it's not just, just to accumulate money and savings and investments, but actually spend it when you have to, to enjoy life, to have that 
financial freedom, which is the topic of your new book that came out this year. Yes. So I know. Thank you. <laughs> I know there are people listening that want to learn more from you and find out more about what you're doing. What's the best way they can and pick up your new book? Thanks so much for letting me share that. I, I sure. would say a, a few places that you can just get the book right on Amazon. It's called mm -hmm. Fitness Profits. And again, it's Billy Hofacker. So you get the book there. Mm -hmm. I also have a, my own podcast, which I'd love okay. people to check yeah. out. It, it's called Your Fitness Money Coach Podcast. I would say that's especially good for people. If there's anybody listening who is really into fitness or mm -hmm. they are, maybe they're interested in becoming a fitness trainer or they are a fitness mm -hmm. trainer or they know a fitness trainer and uh, that's good. And I have a website too, but those are, those are good places. Okay. Let me, can I just share one more thing? Yeah, go right ahead. One other point I think is worth mentioning with mm -hmm. the, the pitfalls and the, the commonalities are something that is so detrimental. And I've done all of these pitfalls. I'm talking to myself as well, but you mentioned before, like we look at the black belt we look at the millionaire, we look mm -hmm. at the person who's totally fit and we're comparing like ninth inning, let's mm -hmm. say, you know, with our third inning and, and not that it, it even mm -hmm. matters, even if it was your, both of your ninth inning, it still doesn't make any sense. Comparison mm -hmm. is the thief of joy. Eleanor Roosevelt said, and, mm -hmm. I, and, and I think that just takes a lot of our joy away when we're comparing ourselves to others. So that's mm -hmm. a huge pitfall with finances. You don't know how people are doing anyway, and mm -hmm. it's probably not what you think. And people are posting the things they want you to see on social media. The other quote I heard is that we're, we're comparing our reality with their highlight reel. So it's just kind of stay focused, stay in mm -hmm. your lane and just really worry about the people that you care most about, not these people that, yeah, you may care about, but you really don't have those, those, those deep relationships with them and just stay mm -hmm. in, stay in your own lane. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And that's a great note to end on because we're there to support each other in the community. If you're like us, you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you, including your old 401ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything, especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I got from speaking with Billy about hitting your goals, whether they're on the financial or fitness side. The first one is don't simply rely on willpower to get you through to your goals. Yes, you definitely want to harness this energy and motivation that you have, but a better way to use this is to now set up key pieces of your system and start developing habits so that you can make progress on a daily basis towards your health and financial goals. That ties into the second point, which is make it easier for you to have those better habits. For example, if you're working out, lay out your clothes the day before, have everything set up so that all you have to do is get up, get dressed, and knock out your workout. Or if you're talking about finances, 
go ahead now while you're still enthusiastic about it and set up those automatic transfers and payments so that you're paying down that debt or you're saving for a specific goal or you're investing more. That can help you get through those tough times when you're not as motivated, but because you already have that momentum built in and this is the default, you're more likely to be consistent and stick with the plan. Finally, having an accountability partner, having that emotional support can also push you to be consistent with your goals. Now, if you're married, you can support one another with your financial goals, but if your spouse isn't on board or you're having a hard time finding friends that are there to support you, don't forget we have a free Facebook community called Thriving Families where we cheer each other on with our family and financial goals. We want to support you, give you ideas, maybe swap some tips and some stories so that you can finish this year strong. So if you want to join, please go to simplifyandenjoy.com slash FB. We'd love to see you there. Special thanks to Billy for being a part of this episode. If you want to learn more, please check out his book, Fitness Profits, and his podcast, Your Fitness Money Coach. As always, though, I'll include links to both his book and show, as well as other helpful resources we mentioned in this episode on Simplify and Enjoy. Or if you prefer to have the podcast notes sent to you, you can join our community for free over at simplifyandenjoy.com slash listen. Next week on the podcast, we're doing the Where Are They Now style episode. I'm going to be speaking with Tony about her debt-free journey. We've had her on the podcast before where she shared how she paid over $100,000 of debt. We're also going to be talking about lessons learned from that process and what amazing options have opened up now that she's debt-free. So if you don't want to miss out on that episode, make sure you're subscribed. We're on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you catch your podcasts. Our theme song and music today came from various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you for your support, not just listening, but sending in your questions and ideas. I really want this podcast to be as helpful as possible. So I appreciate you being a part of the community. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.